0: All right, well, I thought that wasn't going to start. Okay, <laughs> are you ready, Phil?
1: Bring us in! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And
0: can you fucking believe it? Get nice and close on that one, I like it. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a fireside chat.
1: <laughs> we need some wood crackling in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, we do, but unfortunately sound sound effects are, uh, you know, they're expensive, Phil. You know.
1: I think really they're free in the internet age, but
0: you know why? Well, you know, expensive in terms of time spent.
1: <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> <I don't care. laughs>
0: Compared to how expensive much expensive
1: in terms of I'd have to learn how to do that.
0: Shut up. <laughs> I play I, I put music under us one time.
1: One time.
0: One time. Nine times. The
1: red herring.
0: <laughs> All right. So, anyway, all (laughs) kidding aside, geez. Never Um, kidding aside. So, welcome to episode 65. Uh, Yeah, it's been a while, but...
1: It's not quite 69, but we're almost getting We're
0: almost there. It's, if you want to count the, um... uh, We actually, one of our episodes was uh, uh, 0.5. Ooh. And, uh, so, technically we're at 60, at 67, or 66 or 7. All right. But, you know, whatever.
1: Well, we're getting there. We're getting there, we're getting there.
0: We'll once we'll have to try and figure out what we'll do for episode uh, one hundred in the next in five in five years.
1: <laughs> when we get there, yeah we'll, yeah,
0: we'll be old and gray, and I'm fifty two. Yeah, <laughs> for
1: some reason I'll sound like I'm ninety seven. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's uh the, the aging process accelerated.
1: Exactly, I've
0: got that disease. Well, you know what I thought of this has I don't know why I thought of this, but did you know that the Back to the Future year that he goes to is only two years away. That's crazy, man. And it's like, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, that's so cool. 2015, <laughs> flying cars and shit.
1: Hasn't Escape from New York already happened?
0: Like, twice. Yeah. Well, Escape from New York and Escape from... La- well, Escape from New York was like, what, 98 or something? It was something ridiculously close. It was to-
1: 99 or, or... Yeah, I think it actually was 99.
0: Yeah, and then wasn't Escape from L.A., like... 2007 or something
1: no it was like 2012 something. I think it was yeah
0: recent. it's just funny to watch those movies uh-huh. like that and it's like and like uh, they, <laughs> in the year 2000 right and then they tried to like um in terminator i noticed in the later movies they tried to really like not say when the nuclear holocaust happened they're like in the year 2000 <laughs>
1: wait
0: when was that again <laughs> Wait, oh, originally I think it was 1998 or something. It was ni- 19... It's like, what? Wait, when was that? Not- Say that a little clearer,
1: please. <laughs> Nine-
0: <laughs> <laughs> he crossed his eyes. Yeah, yeah. You guys this is not a that. visual podcast. <laughs> 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 but, you know, you watch those movies and you go, oh, man. You know, the people thought the future was really close
1: or really bad right i mean in you know 1982 or whatever whenever they escape from new york about 17 years this world's going to fucking
0: hell yeah right man. it's like we got about 15 years left fellas mm-hmm. then it's gonna be shit on toast <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking reagan man
0: oh yeah i could just see john carpenter getting all high and just you know going off about reagan and
1: Well, isn't that they live? It is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, maybe, I don't know if he was high the whole time. He may very well have been.
1: We, uh, yeah, we'll never know.
0: We can conjecture. (laughs) Yes, we can. Is that a verb? We can conjecture. (laughs) We can conjecturate. (laughs) We can conjecturize. Let's get on to the movie. (laughs) Okay. Well, so we got um, a boatload of movies, apparently, which we're not going to talk about a boatload of movies, but we're definitely going to talk about some. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's, you know what? A couple. Uh, You know, a few. Um, Let's start out with the one that you just recently saw that I have seen before, the Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows.
1: All right, yes, I did Um, watch Sherlock Holmes, a game. Oh, I do.
0: And just to be, just so we, you know, just so you know, we may have talked about this on a previous podcast, but if we did, it was fairly brief because Phil hadn't seen it. I had seen it. Yes. But then Phil saw it recently. So now here you go. If it's a repeat of what you heard previously, too fucking bad. Indeed. It's free.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All it requires is your time as you sit at your computer and typing.
0: (laughs) Right. So jam it. Anyway, no, don't because we like our fans.
1: Oh, yeah, we do. All six of you.
0: All five. Yeah, one of them dropped off. But... Oh <laughs> uh... shit,
1: Jasper, what's up? <laughs>
0: okay, so <laughs> Jasper, I know. I know. Okay, well, Jasper, we want you back, buddy. So, anyway, um, let's see. Let's just go with the rundown of the plot, uh, prefunctorily. <laughs> Calling out them ten dollar words. Is, this is my vocabulary cast.
1: It is. Um. So Sherlock Holmes is uh, hot on the trail of Professor James Moriarty,
0: the Napoleon of crime.
1: Indeed, yes. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the plot. Pretty much. Huh? <laughs> he meets a gypsy and uh, fortune teller, and, and um, and spoiler uh,
0: alert, mm. his main squeeze from the first one gets. Cute. In like the first scene. Yeah, it was like the first ten minutes or something. Yeah. But yeah, so she's off the, you know, roster. Bye, Rachel. She and you know, I liked actually liked her better than the gypsy personally. But come on. I knew me.
1: I love Numi
0: Rippas. I didn't. Oh well. But whatever. So anyway, you know, um slow motion fights ensue. Yes. Um I actually okay, so but then, you know, I mean, just to get a little more plot wise in there <laughs> he finds out that moriarty well he he's trying to start a war yes because he'll he'll make tons of money
1: yeah he's he's a giant arms
0: manufacturer well he's not giant well, but he owns right and he, oh, makes gosh, gi- <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> and he makes it took me a minute <laughs> i know but it um it took uh it took me a minute to get recover from that um but uh, he, he does make giant uh, arms, though. Did you see the size yes. of those tanks and stuff? Uh-huh. Holy crap.
1: Holy crap-nastic.
0: But so then, you know, Sherlock Holmes tracks him down, and they fight, and, you know, it's what you'd expect it to be.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. You've seen the first one, you're familiar with the kind of how this picture works.
0: Right. And th- I think one of the things I liked about it was they actually had a little bit of fun with the whole, um, the, the plot device of... Of uh, Sherlock Holmes predicting the fight in his yes. head before it uh-huh. went, out, went down, you know? And then, because in the first one he goes, you know, he, do, he goes through the whole fight in his head before it happens and then he does it. And it's pretty cool, you know. and The, fir- the first part it's all in slow motion and then the rest, and then when he actually fights it's in regular speed, even right. sped up a little bit maybe. Uh-huh. And then in this one the same thing happens, but then they kind of play around with it some and, you know, then Moriarty does it. They have this like sort of dueling monologues in their head about how the fight's gonna go and stuff. Right. I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that it was good that they didn't just repeat it. True. You know, verbatim, basically. Uh Uh-huh. So that was kind of cool. And I like the the Guy Ritchie style. I do.
1: I don't. And, in fact, I think one reason I enjoy this movie more than the first one is because it had fewer of those nauseating visual tricks.
0: Really? Because I thought it had about the same... I thought it was about the same as the first. I liked the I liked the uh, the the sequence in the woods with yeah. the with the you know they were the bullets going you know you can see ah. the bullets whizzing by and stuff.
1: Actually, that kind of annoyed me. Oh, no. I think it, it wasn't necessarily the slow mo. It was the one they did the real time and um, they were. Uh, like, tracking the person in the shot, so the rest of the shot would get fuzzy and the camera would move around with the person. Yeah.
0: That
1: got, got got on my nerves.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It didn't bother me as much as it sounded like it bothered you.
1: Yeah, I, well, because I find that visual trickery annoying most of the time. Like, it, it
0: serves no purpose, so. Yeah, I'd well, it does serve a purpose. It, you know, makes makes it exciting. It doesn't you <laughs> I was so excited you wouldn't even believe it
1: <laughs> that chair is messy in <laughs>
0: yeah there wasn't a dry <laughs> pant in the house okay. let me tell you
1: hoy, hoy. um but I will say this I do recall saying that um, I found the choice of Jared Harris as Moriarty to be a strange one but after watching the movie I did actually think that was probably the right choice I thought it was pretty good
0: he was pretty good. I, I was a little... <clears throat> I don't know. I, the whole time I was kind of thrown off by him a little bit. He just didn't seem like Moriarty to me. Mm. He seemed a little... I don't know. I almost wanted to say he seemed a little young. But I don't think that that's really true. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially when you're dealing with a pretty young
0: you Sherlock Holmes. True. I guess, you know... I didn't really have a problem with that, with him in that role, but I wasn't. I would say that I could probably see other people in it. I'm not sure who exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's never, easy I, to say that. I'm no good at that game because once I see a movie and that person is playing a role, I always see them in that role. You know. True. So I don't know. The Richard E. Grant.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've
1: got the power. Um.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um and um
1: for all you Hudson Hawk fans out there
0: well you know we have to bring it back around to Hudson Hawk every once in a while besides the very opening and closing of the show indeed lest we forget yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is the Danny Ayello podcast right right um but no I mean I I think yeah like I said before I think I like this more than I like the first one I think the plot was you know even though we could say it in about two words it felt a little more solid than the plot in the first one with mark strong as the
0: bad guy yeah the for some reason and i don't know why but the first time that i watched this this one uh-huh i was thoroughly confused by the plot in certain spots <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, there was... I, when I came out of it, kind of going, wait, what? Like, <laughs> about certain things, not the whole movie. Well, you're
1: talking to a guy who thought Mission... The first Mission Impossible was totally understandable. True.
0: This is true. <laughs> so, I, but I watched it again, and I went, oh, okay. Like, I get it, you know. Yeah. But <clears throat> it was a little convoluted in spots, a for sure. A yeah. um, But I thought, overall, I enjoyed it. I think I've... Uh, I think I may have liked the first one a little bit better. Only maybe, maybe because it was like so it was the first time I had seen it. Yeah. You know, like that you hadn't seen that before. True. And then the second one, you go, "Oh, it's still cool. It's just not <laughs> quite like it's not." You it's don't not novel of, anymore, right? It's not like, "Oh wow, I've seen this before." Really, Indeed. you know. Um, I liked. Uh, I liked the when um, the whole scene of Jude Law pulling up to his wedding. Passed out. Yeah. You know, that was pretty actually pretty funny. <laughs> After, you know, the big fight in the um, bar and stuff. Yeah. That was pretty good. I like that. Uh, the thing I like about those movies, I think, is that they have a fair, they a fairly good sense of fun yeah. about the whole thing. There's it's, good, not, well, there's it's not good, dead, like, deadly serious all the time.
1: Ooh, there's a, there's good chemistry here, you know, for all involved. I think
0: yeah. Usually. I like Jude Law in them, too. I'm yeah. not normally a big Jude Law fan. Yeah. But I like him in that. I think he's the perfect for that part of, you know. <laughs> Watson. Watson. But so, yeah, I liked it. Uh, overall, I would recommend it. Indeed, sir. Recommended. I think, <clears throat>
1: yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. I, I half-hearted
0: recommend. <laughs> half-hearted.
1: Because I'm just not the biggest fan of the whole series, but I did right. like this one better than the first
0: one. Gotcha. Are they making a third one? I have no idea. It would seem that Robert Downey Jr. is probably pretty busy yeah, at this point. Committed to like 18 pictures
1: from Marvel.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and we mentioned this before, just as an aside, as talking about Marvel, we mentioned that Robert Redford is in the new uh, is in uh, Captain America Two. Yes, he Winter is Winter Soldier.
1: Winter Soldier.
0: Um, <clears throat> and I think that um, I I was listening to a podcast the other day that the the guy who I can't remember who was, who's what whose it was, but uh, he made the point of you know I think it's cool that um you know these guys are actually these actors who are actually actors are going into these comic book movies because they seem like fun movies or this is the kind of movie i would watch when i was a kid or whatever and he said and whoever this was making this point it might have been kevin smith was saying you know i think that's cool because you know they don't have this sort of sense of this snobbery anymore which is why they're actually good comic book movies now it's all circular people
1: <laughs> well but they're i think well my favorite of the last couple uh Comic book movies were made by people who were not inherently comic book people, and that's why I like think Thor, it, it's Thor and Captain America.
0: Yeah, Captain. I liked Captain America a lot. I liked Thor much less than you did. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like it as much as you did. Mm. And you know, obviously, I I like and we've talked about it before, but I really like the Avengers yeah, and um, oh, uh, whatever.
1: No, and, and actually, I've started to hear a lot of concurrence with that opinion.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. You've been talking to yourself more and more often, awesome Phil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Somebody, there was this article on, um, I get this weird little service on my phone that I don't hardly ever use. It's uh-huh. called Flipboard. Okay. <clears throat> and it's kind of this, um, <clears throat> it's sort of this uh, collection of various news stories from around the internet and stuff. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and apparently, um, Uh, Iron Man 3 is worrying the people making Avengers 2 because they're saying, I'm not sure after seeing Iron... Because I don't know if the director of Avengers saw Iron Man 3 or what, Uh but he's worried that he won't be able to necessarily top what Iron Man 3 is doing.
1: All right.
0: And I'm going, really?
1: Wow. (laughs) To to me... uh I don't know the the first Iron Man is great, yeah, like I love that movie when I first saw it, but the second one I like wanted to fall asleep. I, I, I hated that movie,
0: I didn't hate it. I just watched it actually recently, I rewatched it mm-hmm. um uh, and it just seems a little uh. tire flat or something yes. even though there's a lot going on uh-huh. it seems kind of flat um because i think it it almost feels like they did it too soon like they went oh man it's like it felt like <laughs> the movie makers were sort of out of energy or something
1: right no i know what you mean no i it just I was not impressed well shall we say.
0: i liked it um i really <laughs> realized though rewatching it how much i dislike um gwyneth in it
1: i like Pepper Piper
0: Well <laughs> Whatever the
1: fuck her name is <laughs> Okay
0: <laughs> Well the thing that I noticed especially This rewatching it, um, is that She's supposed to be this high powered You know um, businesswoman, And she's very competent and she's got her shit together Man and she can run everything right, right. But then when in the scene where um, Where they're at the Grand Prix in Monaco And Mickey worked comes uh, and yeah, with indeed. the whips uh-huh. the first time,
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Robert Downey Jr. is saying, throw me my suitcase because it's the Iron Man suit in the little suitcase form and it just unfolds and he gets in it, right? Right. Well, all she can do in the whole scene, all she has to do is drop the suitcase out the window of the car or the door of the car. All she can do is sit there and throw her hands up in the air and go, ah! Ah! She's completely useless. And I'm like, all you have to do is <laughs> Push it out. And, you know, here's Robert Downey Jr. going, please, I'm going to die, you know. And she's just going, ah! I was just like watching it going, I would slap her, Jesus.
1: Well, your misogyny
0: is not the the point of this
1: podcast.
0: Right. Also, another weird point in Iron Man 2, and I get off this as soon as I'm done. Okay. In that same scene. uh Uh-huh. Mickey Rourke shows up and he's got those whip things with the, you know, that are energized with the little arc capacitor drive thingy. Yeah. And, okay, so all it is is it's it's this harness that he wears. Uh-huh. And then he has the whip things in his hands. Well, um, John Favreau, as the driver, slams him into the concrete barrier, hits him with the car uh-huh. three times. You know, wham, smashes him between the car and the concrete barrier. Nothing. Nothing happens to him. He's fine. He gets up and he's walking around like nothing happened. nothing happened. And it's like, wait a minute, he has no armor on. He doesn't even have a shirt on. It's like he would be crippled. Um, what the hell? That's I re- and I'm surprised Bring I Bring that
1: up with Mr. Favreau.
0: And I I can't believe that I didn't realize that the first time I watched it, but then I watched it again and I went, wait a minute.
1: I didn't
0: He didn't have a, an Iron Man suit on. It was just him and his. He had prison pants on. There was nothing under those prison pants. I didn't check. Oh, Mickey Rourke is sad. <laughs> but no, he wasn't wearing any armor. It was okay. just this harness thing. And I was going. There. He's just a lucky dude. Lucky? Okay, I guess so. He's Wolverine, and they just did. They, they just place. they didn't tell him yet, right? right? Okay, gotcha. No, I just I, you know I enjoyed parts of Iron Man 2 I did. Mm. Um but uh it just seemed a little t- tired almost like they didn't they couldn't is, quite get it uh, get to, the energy up like they did in the first one.
1: To be frank, that's what I'd worry about with an Iron Man 3.
0: But it's a different director this time though too. I know,
1: I know. But to be honest, the casting choice of the Mandarin and and like I discussed, I did read that they were toning his voice down. But for those first couple trailers, I mean, it sounded like a joke. It sounded like Ben Kingsley doing his best, um, what agent, whatever impression from the Matrix.
0: Oh, Mr. Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Agent Smith, I think. But yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I don't. So, I I, I, really it noticed, put, but, me okay. put me off. It's put me off. See, I don't remember I don't remember that. And I maybe, you know, it might even be that I hadn't seen the first trailer. Mm. And then just saw the most recent one. Um, but I don't know. I think Ben Kingsley could be a good Mandarin. We shall see. I'm not sure why everybody's so up in arms about that. Because I've read a lot of people going online and heard some stuff on podcasts. And some people going, oh my god, really? And I'm going, I don't see why that would seem like such a big deal.
1: It just seems like an odd choice.
0: Okay, fair enough. But I mean, we have yet to see it. In, in
1: another month or two, we'll know that
0: the tale will be told. Right. Well, I mean, Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus.
1: I bought that. It was good. I guess. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only really good Spider-Man movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Spider-Man has, a, has an odd casting history of its own. Well, yeah. I mean, big time. You know, like um, what's his name? Topher Grace is Venom, and yeah, really. And like, you know, Thomas Hayden Church is Sandman. Sandman. Yep. I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> we could spend
1: the entire we hour. could go
0: through the casting of comic book movies over and over again if you wanted to. Exactly, uh, but we don't, so we won't.
1: Oh, um. So, what do you feel like talking about next, Mister Emerson? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Apparently
0: that caught you off guard. That did catch me off guard a little bit.
1: Um, well, while you're catching your breath, I'll talk about a couple of more recent movies I've seen.
0: Okay. Um, The first one being The Call. Okay, now, I haven't seen this, and that was sort of on purpose for a couple, <laughs> of, a couple of reasons. Because, for one, I noticed that it had... Um, like, WWE films on yes. the, I was like, yeah. uh, really? Okay. <laughs> I
1: I, they're just a film producer now. I don't
0: get it. That's weird. Like, and then, also, it was so dumb because, I, and this is such a little weird, like, non-suspension of disbelief. Uh-huh. But I'm like, okay, this girl's locked in the trunk, right? Yeah. Uh, cars have handles in the trunks. They rip it off. Oh, they do. Okay, yes. Then, Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> one quibble point down.
1: Well, okay. The first car is old enough not to have one. Mm-hmm. The second car, he rips it off.
0: Gotcha. Okay, okay fine. So let, let's hear the plot of the call.
1: So the call is: Hallie Berry plays a nine-one-one operator in the world's nicest nine-one-one call center. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> not the one from Die Hard with <laughs> a Vengeance, I, I assume. Know.
1: Right. It's it's um. It's got to be the most expensive, you know, government agency ever. (laughs) A nine one one operator. right in L. A. And uh, so she takes this call, and uh, she—this is like the first five minutes, so it's not really a spoiler. She gets a girl killed. Oops. Um, And uh, so she, oh, you know, she has this. It's Halle Berry trying to act, so she has this scene. Where she's like, I just wasn't, I just wasn't focused. I just wasn't focused. Like, ah! You know, and, and she's just totally flipping out in front of Roma Mafia, who I was, who I loved to see. But.
0: And then um, they say, okay, Hallie, now next time when you talk to somebody who's trapped <laughs> on the roof of their building, yeah. don't tell them to jump off. Exactly.
1: Um, And uh, so she becomes like a trainer. And then of course she ends up on a second call, as a trainer—air <laughs> quotes, a, by the way—with <laughs> <laughs> a with another girl who's been kidnapped. By eventually, she finds out the same gentleman. Oh boy! So, uh, yeah, it's it's the rest of the movie is her trying to, um, you know, help this girl get out of the trunk and then find the girl. Don't ask me.
0: Sounds um, boring.
1: It's not. It's uh it actually is, it has a high pace. You know, it's directed by Brad Anderson, and he's not a bad director. I think this, in the end, is just too goofy a project to make work. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of the audience I saw it with, and it was a preview audience, so sometimes those seem skewed. mm mm-hmm. um, but uh, seemed to really enjoy it and respond to it, and I just kept giggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know there there are those points in movies where where characters do things that well you just can't give forgive them for. Right, and this happened. That happens about four times.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, I love the I love the conceit that it just happens that the guy that that kidnaps the girl is the same guy that the same girl gets on the nine one one call. It's like, really? Yeah. Okay. In LA, no less. (laughs) Where people, there must be 5,000 calls to 911 every hour. Pretty much. It's like, yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) Um, But I will say, I do kind of appreciate the kind of slimness of the movie. It sticks pretty much to its central storyline and doesn't deviate. And there's very little time spent on the killer's motivation, which I always appreciate. <laughs> the um, lack
0: of the, the story of the motivation. You right, appreciate that. I do. Yeah.
1: Because it's a lot better when you don't spend 10 minutes learning about his sob story.
0: Right. It's true. <laughs> it is true.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so, I mean, there's enjoyable parts to it. And I was like, after getting out of the movie, like, uh, uh, you know, I wrote a review for this, this website and I was like, um, you know, while I will say this movie's not very good, I do appreciate that Hollywood's back in the business of making goofy thrillers. Yeah. Because <laughs> they totally. haven't been for, like, 20 years. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the 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 last of the sort of, I don't know if you'd call them necessarily goofy. Well,
1: you, like, know, right, you know,
0: mid-range, you know, thriller. D- yeah, but, you know, the, the Ashley Judd. Right. Um. Alex Cross ones mm-hmm. were basically the last of that breed, kind of. Major ones, yeah. Pretty much. huh So, oh, Alex Cross. Oh, I meant to say um, Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that, that they cast Tyler Perry.
1: I think that, that movie uh, has, like, one of the worst ratings on Rotten Tomatoes ever. I... Tyler Perry? (laughs) Really? That's all you need to know is Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry and uh, what's his name? Matthew Fox. Yeah. Really? (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Directed by the director of Dragon, the Bruce Lee
0: story. Right, right. And Stealth. (laughs) Wait. Stealth? That was Rob Cohen. He was the director of Bruce Lee? Yes. Or Dragon, I mean? Yes. Really? Yes. I didn't know Before that. Before he
1: shaved his head and got an got earring.
0: earring. and got Fast and Furious. Exactly. Or The Skulls. Was that the first one? That was post the thing that shaved brought, uh, Post shaved uh, head?
1: Post, yes. Post daylight.
0: Daylight. I, daylight was on the other night. I watched it's, some it's of it. It's a
1: great movie, man.
0: I love that movie. But, anyway. anyway. So, The,
1: the call. call.
0: It sounds like you liked it better than I would have thought you would have.
1: Yeah, it's it's suitably goofy. It rides that line... Of being bad and so bad it's good. Okay. So there are times when you're just like, and there are times when you're like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So well, yeah, I don't know. You know, if, you, one, if you're if you're interested, see it, sure. Not,
0: why not? Why not? I kind of like Halle Berry, although I'm not totally sure why. Yeah. I mean, she's for uh, being an Oscar-winning actress. She's really not. That great of an actress, unless no, she's, she's, a, she's in. She's a her, terrible actress. She's no, no. no if she's, she's in her little comfort zone, she's she's. Like I'm that. sorry, but her
1: winning that Oscar for that movie is embarrassing. <laughs> if any, if you've seen that movie, you know that she does a terrible job in it.
0: I wouldn't say she does a terrible, terrible job. Okay, fine, Phil. No room for discussion in this particular discussion. She has
1: saggy tits too. Anyway, <laughs> just saying. Um. <laughs>
0: That's a mark against her. She's in her 40s.
1: Yeah, but she had them 10 years ago. Um.
0: (laughs) Uh. Okay, I want to make a note here. Um, This is a historic event. This is the first time that an Attractive actress has come up on this podcast when I was not the one that brought up her boobs. <laughs> Thank you very much. Indeed, historic events ha- transpiring on episode sixty-five.
1: Woo. <laughs> mark your calendars. <laughs>
0: yeah, or um, something.
1: The other new picture that I saw as a free preview was the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Incredible. Um, and while I will say I enjoyed it, it's not for everybody. Um, it, it doesn't entirely work and I can understand how a lot of people found it dry because Mm -hmm. there seems to be, I don't know, I'm so sick of the redemptive arc in film, you know, you know, like, why can't he just go on being a shit and people, you know, he just gets a little tiny bit better and we don't really care why, you know, (laughs) but we, like, the, the first... Half hour, the first act is pretty tight and kind of funny, and you know blah blah blah, and the last half hour is super funny uh-huh. the middle <laughs> the middle. middle part is flabby nonsense, really, yes, yeah, because it's all about him, oh I'm not really a good guy, what have I been doing blah blah blah, and the only funny part in the middle is if if you happen to find any of the Jim Carrey stuff funny and um the introduction of alan arkin, arkin hmm.
0: is a wonder in this movie he's so funny he's a good in everything i mean come on he really he's, he's never not good <laughs> sure.
1: he's i mean alan arkin is worth the price of admission to this movie
0: wow <laughs> well you know like i said he's never not good but you know it's like it's almost like i think people get so sort of they get sort of flat on the fact that he's so good all the time right it's like you go oh yeah he was really good you know and then no big deal but it's like no he was really good but you just see him be really good all the time
1: yep he's really good in everything and you get a little like oh this is Alan Arkin
0: yeah but you don't just go man that was awesome uh-huh. yeah that's it's too bad too because it's like it's almost like being punished for being good all the time <laughs> pretty much you know it's like these athletes okay Michael Jordan if he didn't score forty five points a game they're like what's his problem he only scored forty. <laughs> I was like really? There's ten other guys out there that couldn't score ten. Yeah, you know it's so it's like it's kind of a, a weird <laughs> punishment, you know.
1: Yep, but Bert Wonderstone. Yeah, so essentially the plot of this picture is that uh, Bert Wonderstone and his childhood friend discover magic after you know watching this tape, taped intro to magic done by Alan Arkin, and so you know lo and behold they end up getting their own uh, Vegas act. And drive it into the ground after about 15 or 20 years.
0: Um, <laughs> it only took him that long, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they start to be overtaken by this, you know, Chris Angel, you know, guy right. played by Jim Carrey. Right. Um, and, uh, and so then it, they, you know, they get fired and blah, blah, blah. It's all about their
0: redemptive art. Gotcha. Well, it's Steve Carell, and who's the other guy? Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, okay. Jay Moore is in this movie, too, at some point? Jay Moore has a very small role, yes. Okay. I just, because I listen to his podcast sometimes, and was uh-huh. talking about it. So he said it was a lot of fun to do. I'm sure it was, working around all those funny guys. Sure. I like Steve Carell, although I think that Steve Carell, yeah, he's it's funny because he's, it's almost like he has a very specific skill set, kind of, and you have to hit it just right with him. Sometimes. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird because I think he's a really funny guy, but some of his movies, it, more than it seems like should be, are not as funny as they should be.
1: Well, when you're making Evan Almighty... Uh, you
0: know. Oh, yeah. Well, I never even saw Evan Almighty. I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, it's embarrassing. No, thank you. So <laughs> I liked... I actually liked... Um... <laughs> oh, okay. There's the doorbell. The dog. Um... But uh, I liked um, Date Night better than most people did. Yeah, I think I, I didn't like that. Movie. I liked it better than most people. I did. like
1: all the pieces of that movie. I did not like the movie. Like I love Tina Fey. I love Steve Carell. Mark Wahlberg's okay. He's and, okay. And, and you know, there's a, there's some other pieces Ray that Liotta. I thought were really good. The movie just I hated.
0: Hmm. I don't know why. I just didn't like it. It didn't really work as well as it should have. Mm. But I liked it better than most people. Mm. I liked. I think I liked. Um, uh, get smart a little bit better than most people. Uh, me, too. I
1: really like Get Smart. I thought that was good movie.
0: I thought it was funny. I even liked Anne Hathaway in it.
1: Indeed,
0: yeah. and Alan
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Indeed, sir. Um, I'll use that as a segue. And again, okay. I'll say I will say Burt Wonderstone. It's uh two and a half three stars. Uneven. Uh, uneven. It's, it's just it. it doesn't reach any level of genius until like the last five minutes where you're Last simply, five minutes yeah yeah. oh wow the last the last five minutes like will literally have you rolling around in the seats. wow well um but okay. up until then it's you know kind of up and down gotcha um i'll use that as segue to my other steve carell movie
0: seeking a friend for the end of the world now this one i don't know much about to be honest with you so, I've heard of it, heard of it, yes. but I haven't really heard much about it.
1: Yeah. Um, it came out, what, a year ago, I think? Um,
0: yeah, it's been a while.
1: Steve Carell, Kira Knightley, um, and a few other assorted. Um,
0: and sundry other actors.
1: <laughs> show up here or there. But essentially, so the world is ending, this giant asteroid uh, is, is flying towards the Earth. And you know, the, the movie starts out with this this, you know, broadcast like the space shuttle such and such has been destroyed. Our last hope is gone. Oh great. <laughs> and, Perfect. and his wife leaves him. <laughs> She's like, Well, that's, since there's no consequences, fuck all this. Exactly. She just gets out of the car and runs <laughs> off into the night. <laughs> and that is so funny to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like, um, and that so he's an insurance salesman, and he's still going to work. You know, there's there's lots of like gentle humor in this movie. Like yeah. it's, it's not like gut punches. Of you know, like there's the scene where he's at a you know unit meeting or whatever, and his boss is like, "We've got a few positions to fill. Does anyone want to be CFO, <laughs> Chief Financial Officer? Anybody?"
0: <laughs> now this movie is a comedy. Yes. Okay. And,
1: Rides that comedy sad line. Gotcha. But um, but yeah, it, it's a comedy. Okay. Um, and so, you know, he goes on. He meets his downstairs neighbor, played by Kira Knightley. Yada, yada, yada. They escape town. They go on this mission to find his high school love who had written him a letter saying uh, a couple months before that he hadn't gone. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, you know, you were the love of my life. So he's on a mission to go see her. Uh, and Kira Knightley's getting him there. Uh, because he knows a guy with a plane who can get her back to England to see her. Okay. Um. And so you know, hijinks ensue. Sure. Uh. And you know, like I say, it's very gentle humor. Mm-hmm. And by the end, it's actually it's it's pretty sad.
0: Okay. Because. Yeah.
1: It does actually happen, people. Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler, There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing interferes with so that they get to live happily ever after. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a very good, uh, very, you know, surprisingly affecting movie by the end. Um, with lots of, uh, yeah, lots of kind of throwaway humor, you know, like, uh, they, they visit one of her ex-boyfriends, um, because they need a car, and she's like, can I take one from the, from the fleet? And for some reason... His fleet is a bunch of smart cars. You know? <laughs> okay. Some, there's some weird stuff in there. Weird. But uh, lots of w- weird little cameos from people you may know. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, genuinely a very good movie. It okay. was overlooked when it
0: came yeah, I mean, I, I remember hearing about it, but then it was sort of here and gone so fast. Well, it,
1: it came out in the summer for some reason. I don't yeah, know why they would release this movie in the
0: summer. It, see, you know, probably if you asked whoever was it released it, they'd be like, Counter-Programming, that doesn't work for movies, guys. <laughs> it might work for TV, it sort It works of. if
1: you're putting, like, a stupid girl movie up against a stupid boy movie. Then right. you can work. But if you've got a smart movie up against a dumb movie, the dumb movie's gonna fucking
0: win. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to beat G.I. Joe retaliation with, um, right. you know, with, with pride and prejudice. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say Howard's end, but you know, whatever. Same, same thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that, that sounds like an interesting, there's a, there's a fair amount of, um, of those movies that sort of examine like how people would act if they knew the world was going to end and stuff right. like that. like. If um, you've
1: ever seen Last Night, oh yeah, that's Don, what I was gonna bring up. Yeah, the Don McKellar Canadian the End of the World picture. Yeah. Very similar. Yes. That. That's, Except with more humor. Not as dark humor as that movie.
0: As the as last night. Right. Okay, yeah. Um because I remember watching last night and kind of going yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> like, ooh. <"Whoa."
1: laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, tugging on the collar. Aye.
1: Aye. Yeah, what's his Cronenberg going, I'm not afraid of you right? Kill him. but anyway
0: right and then um i could never figure out they never really said how the world was going to end in that movie though no they did. it was sort of like implied that like the sun was going to explode something or something
1: rare, something,
0: like something weird or, and yeah, then at the end it was see. just this big flash of light and that was it yep and then you know even going back as far as like miracle mile which we talked about mm-hmm. you know how would people act at the end of the world you know and and so it's you know it's a fairly uh i think that's one of those sort of Real specific genres that you can pretty much do however you want to do it because you go, well, it's not like we have any experience in this.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and it's a good way to. I, I think the the genre of the end of the world picture is. Um, it can explore some very interesting things if you do it right. Right. Well, it's. There it can to... also be Armageddon, but it can explore. True. It, it can be deep impact on the other.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, it's just a way to amplify the the what you feel is the way that people are, kind of right. Like it's a way to take how you your opinion of people as a writer, director, whatever you want to say, probably writer more, than yeah. director, and just amplify it enough to where it's super obvious, and you can say, "This is what I think of people." Basically, yeah. If they had no consequences, like the lady that gets out of the car and runs away, yeah. you know, hey, what are you gonna do?
1: Uh-huh, we're all dead anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, I don't know. Do you, did you have anything you wanted to bring up, sir? Well,
0: we, me and you, as you know, the listeners probably don't, we watched Looper, which I think you talked about at one point. But, yes,
1: I reviewed when I saw it
0: in the theater. But I would like to throw my two cents in, because I hadn't seen it before. It'll be brief.
1: Two cents away. Okay.
0: Um, I actually, I thought it was pretty good. mm mm-hmm. um, I don't think... I think I had a little bit of a misconception going into it as to what it was I knew the part about the hitman that would go travel through time
1: right well
0: or well the, the guys they would send back in time to get to killed I, I I knew about that uh-huh. I had no idea of the whole PK thing or um, yeah yeah I, I had no idea about that going in uh-huh. and when I when that sort of came up and became this plot point I went I kind of went huh like where's this coming from? <laughs> It, well, know, but
1: they introduce it in like the first ten minutes.
0: Right, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that I didn't see that becoming a major plot point. Really, I thought it would become somewhat maybe a minor plot point, uh-huh. like contribute to the major plot points. I didn't see it becoming the like overriding thing well, in the
1: movie. Amos, are you really saying <laughs> that you'd like more spoilers on a film? Like, you wanted the I mean, trailer to be more explicitly give you what the movie was about? No,
0: I'm not shouldn't saying I was upset. Shouldn't we discover pictures when we see them? <laughs> I'm not saying I wanted more <laughs> spoilers. I'm just saying
1: that... Well, from my perspective, this is things this like... I wasn't expecting that, and that was weird.
0: Was I wasn't Okay, you're taking it the wrong way. I'm not saying that I didn't expect it and it was weird in a bad way. Uh. I just didn't expect it and I was going, oh, this is different. Like, <laughs> okay, you know. It mm. just, I didn't see that really coming. And that was okay, that's fine. I like movies where I don't see it coming because if you see it coming from a mile away, boring. Right. But, so, that's fine. I just, I didn't, the way that the movie, the what I'd heard about the movie and the, what I, you know, the things I had read about the movie and that kind of thing... It didn't seem to me that that would be where it would go. Hmm. But that's okay. I don't mind. Right. I'm just saying that it was, I went, oh, this is okay. This is <laughs> something different. Right. And so, for the most part, I liked it. I thought the idea of it was was pretty interesting. I also liked the, uh, the way that it, it sort of played around with the time travel aspect a little bit. Like, um, the guy who escaped his, uh, closing his loop. Yeah, and they were torturing the young one, and the and the old guy, his like his body parts would just sort of disappear. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, that's an interesting way to use that time travel thing, right? You know, and then also um, when they would like carve into their arms, meet me at noon at whatever. Uh-huh. That was kind of interesting. Um, and then also I liked how when there was the two, the older the Bruce Willis. And the and Joseph Gordon-Levitt were in the same time period. Uh-huh. Whenever go- Joseph Gordon-Levitt was doing something, Bruce Willis had this almost like psychic power because his it would become his memories. Right. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was like, and it makes sense in the sense of this time travel thing. Right. And you go, oh, that actually, that it, you know, that's plausible. That makes sense in the uh-huh. in the frame of the movie. To me, I
1: that <laughs> is actually one plot point that doesn't make sense to me. The memory thing. Correct. What? <clears throat> hmm. Well, I guess maybe in the way they had the the movie set up, I guess it would. But to me, it seems like I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm thinking about this all wrong. But uh, <laughs> but Bruce Willis is from a future time period, and thus he's out of his timeline. Right? Why would like he has a set of memories from his timeline? Why would us this? Alternate timeline end up in his memory.
0: Yeah, well, I understand what you're saying with that, and I think that um, that I think they that's where it. I mean, <clears throat> it makes sense on the surface. You get too much into it, it doesn't make as much sense. Yeah. At the same time, I think they tried to explain that a little bit by saying they were having it where he goes, it's all fuzzy, and then it's like some of it it's just like this fog. Right. You know, they have the the thing about, and then, you know, you think about time travel too much and you'll, you know, whatever. (laughs) I don't
1: want to, well, yeah, I mean, pretty much the director comes out and says it in that scene. Through the camera. I don't want to talk about time travel. We'll end up drawing diagrams the rest
0: of the movie. Right. Yeah, totally. And so, I mean, I get that and I get that it's like, okay, you know, you don't want to think about it too hard. Right. Um, and, um, I did. I will say this. I thought the the Bruce Willifis, Willisification of Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> yeah. was a little distracting.
1: I see, and I thought it was so seamless. Like, a, like in the first scene, you kind of like go, "Oh, something's weird about his face," and then when you see them together, you're like, "That's what's weird about his face." But yeah. I, after a while, I just got used to it.
0: I kind of got used to it too, but. There were certain scenes I think that it stuck out more to me, yeah, and I maybe it, it maybe it bugged me or I noticed it a little bit more than you did. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but there were certain scenes where I went, "Oh jeez, I kind of almost just wish they wouldn't have really done that.
1: Well, I, yeah, but then you end up and, and see, I think that's the choice you have to make either either you end up with a younger version of you that looks nothing like you or they make some makeup effects to, to make it look a little bit more like you. I, yeah,
0: I totally get that. I do. I just, there was a couple of scenes, that, like I said, it was just a little distracting. For the most part, I didn't mind so much. Yeah. But um, there were a few scenes I took me out of it a little bit. But overall, I, I definitely think it was, um, it was, I liked it. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought the kid, I thought the little kid was good. Mm-hmm. I liked the kid. He was a good actor, I thought, uh-huh. the little kid. Um, and, you know, Joseph Gordon Levitt's been, you know, he has come into his own as a great. Young actor, I think. I, know. I think no, I think he's actually a really good actor. He is, yes. And I think Bruce Willis can be good if he ever really gives a shit about things. Yeah, you know, like you can tell there's movies where he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and then there's movies where he actually does, and uh-huh. they're so different. Uh-huh. It's like two different guys. So um, <laughs> he, he was pretty good in it. Um, he was kind of doing the Bruce Willis thing, you know, being sort of this tough. Some of type. it,
1: some of it, but I think, especially in those scenes where he would describe his past, yeah, you really got a feeling for why he was interested in the movie.
0: Sure, and you know, again, I liked the movie. I thought it was, a, I thought it was well made. Um, uh, you know, and and the the guy, the writer and the director were the same guy. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, I think that the guy has some talent. You know, for seemed sure. like it anyway. You know, he had some good ideas. <laughs> Have and... you
1: not seen his other pictures?
0: What are his other? I probably might have.
1: Brick, uh, which is excellent, and The Brothers Bloom,
0: Bloom which is not. I don't think I see Brick. I may have seen Brick.
1: That's okay. the film noir set in suburban California.
0: Oh, okay. With Lucas Haas. I was, and Joseph I was thinking of something I was thinking of something else. If you haven't seen it, go rent it, people. It is excellent. Okay. Well, I haven't seen either of them, so no. But, um, you know, I. I Overall, I would say it definitely had its weak spots, mm. but it was good. I liked it. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, again, it was an interesting concept. I mean, time travel movies are like have been made forever, you know, and um, and Wells, my friend. Right. And so, you yeah, know, if Orson you can Welles. HG HG Wells, yeah. If you can make one that's that sort of comes across as sort of fresh or like a new idea or a new take on it. Hey, good. You know, good on you. You know
1: exactly. Okay. It was certainly. I will say it was in my top ten for last year.
0: Right on. Well, Brick or not Brick? <laughs> now see, I'm thinking of Brick. I'm like, I got to remember to get to watch Brick. Okay. So, um, Looper, thumbs up. Indeed, sir. And our rating system is wavering wildly. All it over is. The place. It always. That's has. okay.
1: Um, okay.
0: So I would like to. Oh wait, no, I just did that one. You do one now. <laughs>
1: Um, I've got so many to go over. God damn it! Um, I'll talk about the Cold Light of Day,
0: people. This is the James Bond. Def- no, the, oh.
1: the Cold Light of Day stars. Um, what's his? Henry Cavill, who's the new Superman. Right. Um, Bruce Willis, and uh, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I- it came out for like a hot second last September.
0: Okay. And has recently
1: come out on video. Not so recently. I saw this a while ago. But um, I tell you. Okay, so it's a silly Euro-thriller. And for some reason, Siggy likes these movies because it's it's a Spanish Euro-thriller. I'm like, what? You didn't get enough of that vantage point? But anyway. Right. Um, yeah. I will say that for all of its lack of interest, <laughs> I don't know how to say this for all the, for all of its faults i really enjoyed the movie you know like i was like hey it's a dumb euro thriller but it's a fun dumb euro thriller. yeah
0: well hey you know those can be good too you know? <laughs> everybody gets a chance here
1: exactly
0: <clears throat> <You clears throat> what's know, it about people
1: with goofy accents um let's see so henry cavill is uh go on vacation in spain to visit his father who works in some in the American embassy. Okay. Um and he goes off to the store to get something or other, or I don't know. Um, and leaves his family on their, you know, boat while they're where they're fishing or sailing or whatever. And um when he comes back, there's no one on the boat. Um Dun dun dun. Everybody's been taken.
0: <laughs> 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 you check under the bed.
1: <laughs> um And, uh, so, you know, he calls the police, the police try to, you know, get him, and he's like, oh, I gotta run away. So, (laughs) that's pretty much the rest of the
0: movie. That's so funny. I would love it if a character just did that in the movie, (laughs) where he just looks out the window and he goes, ah, I gotta run away!
1: Pretty much.
0: (laughs) That would be so cool.
1: (laughs) Um, and, you know, he spends the rest of the movie trying to figure out what happened to his his family, et cetera, et cetera, et et cetera. Um, and, uh... Sigourney does a. This isn't much of a spoiler, people. Um, Sigourney does a very good job as the villain. Okay. Um, that's become kind of a trademark of hers lately is playing, playing villain in silly thrillers.
0: Um, it's a pretty specialized little niche there.
1: <laughs> but uh, she does a pretty darn good job, and and yeah, I can I can hardly say that I can well, I can easily say that this movie I think surprised me. Maybe I just didn't have much expectations, but I yeah. was like, oh, I enjoyed that.
0: Good. Well, it's always nice to see a movie that you don't really... You kind of go, well, I don't know. Well, whatever. And then you go, oh, good, you know, I like that. (laughs) It's it's nice, though, because especially when you get... There's so many movies, maybe not tons or anything, but, like, there's a lot of movies that I can think of that I've gone, oh, man, I really want to see that. And then I go, oh, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Anymore,
1: I try to... Like, I'll go and I'll watch a trailer, like, once... And I'll be like, okay, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to watch it again because I kind of want to forget what I saw in it by the time the right. movie comes out. And I wanted because I don't want my expectations to get too high because yeah, when that when when you get up like, oh god, I'm so fucking excited, it can really unless it's exceptional, yeah, it can usually end up letting you down.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I I don't know. I I, I can appreciate. I think for myself, I can sort of appreciate. A good trailer for being a good trailer. Right. And and I don't necessarily get worked way, way up to see movies. Very rarely do I just sit there and go, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> i got to see this. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'd like to see that. And then I don't necessarily usually watch trailers over and over again. Right. But if I do see it more than once, it, it doesn't really bother me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but okay, you know, thrillers seem to be a theme of yours here.
1: It's the winter or spring now, but uh, it was the winter when I was watching all these pictures. And thrillers are a good thing to do in the winter.
0: Sure, sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, before the smoke break, I'll get one more in. Okay. Um, I watched a document documentary, fake documentary, okay, called Fubar. Fubar, which, as you all know, is short for "fucked up beyond all recognition." And um, it's actually a Canadian movie. Nooks. Um, yeah. Yeah, you betcha. Um and it was set in um where was it? Alberta, maybe. Okay. It's kind of not like it's not like a big, big Canadian city like, you know, Toronto or Quebec or something like that. It's sort of like Okay. It's sort of like a, a smaller city you know sure people are a little sort of semi-hicks kind of sure and um it's it's funny because the documentary the the supposed documentary is not it is the flimsiest of documentary (laughs) premises okay it's explained that this this documentary filmmaker wanted to make this film about a certain type of people that people may not have seen much of unless they're in that group. Okay, and he picks metalheads. Okay. Yeah. So he finds these two guys who are these metalhead guys. You know, um, you know, the long hair, That's the leather jackets, I whatever. Get it. And common in Canada? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And he just follows them around and just films what they do. And <clears throat> it's like, and they're really, they're both. They, they just, I mean, they just drink like fishes, and they don't really one guy has a job sort of, but he doesn't, he's like just sort of this, he just moves stuff around a warehouse kind of. Okay. He has this most menial job you could really think. The other guy doesn't have a job. Okay. And, um, you know, they're they, all they do is they drink and kind of, they listen to music and they just go and mess around. And it's like, it's more of just the comedy just comes from the two guys. Right. And then there is a storyline that goes through it about how one of the guys actually gets cancer. And it's not supposed to be like sobering, or like, <laughs> or like, oh, now it's getting serious. Well, not, of course not. Not at all.
1: Cancer. Everybody can laugh about cancer, but it's
0: well, it's testicular <laughs> cancer.
1: Ooh, even better. <laughs> but you know,
0: it's not supposed to be bringing this movie to some weight. At okay. all And it was actually, it was pretty funny. It. You have to be able to sort of tolerate the shtick, because <clears throat> yeah. it's the same thing through the whole movie. Uh-huh. But apparently, it's especially in Canada, it gained this huge cult following. So much so that they actually made a sequel to it like three, four years later. Huh. And um, I started to watch the sequel, but I think it, I I couldn't really take it because it was just after I had watched the first <laughs> one. And I went, oh, I've just had enough. And I, so I haven't watched this, much of the sequel yet. Sure. I've watched like the first ten minutes. Okay. But... It was pretty funny if you like the if you if you find that particular little act funny. Okay. I will say that if you don't find that funny, <laughs> you will hate this movie.
1: Fair enough, sir.
0: So it was, you know, like I said, it was okay. I wouldn't say that you would run out and see it, but I wouldn't say avoid it necessarily. If no. it looks, it's one of those ones. If it looks funny to you, sure, watch it. It probably will be. A, At least somewhat funny. If it looks (laughs) dumb to you, don't watch it because it'd be really dumb. (laughs) Good advice, sir. Good advice. Okay. So, is it time for the smoke break? I think it might be. Alrighty. Back in two and two. (laughs) And we're back. You didn't notice. That's my perpetual joke. Yeah, it is, you know. But, you know, you you get these traditions on the show. We should just let it keep recording. (laughs) For like the whole smoke break? People would get mad at us, I think. (laughs) They would be like, okay, you noticed that time, didn't you? Did you take a smoke
1: break? We did. (laughs) We did.
0: That's funny. (laughs) That would be uh, kind of a mean joke, but it would be funny. Yes, it would.
1: Okay. Um, A couple things I want to talk about. Um, I did see, what, Jack the Giant Slayer.
0: Oh, Okay. I don't. Know. I, I didn't. I just had no interest in that movie. Yeah, at all.
1: Uh, and I can understand why. I mean, the, the movie, uh, like, it was enjoyable. I guess. I think they just had a hard time taking that story mm-hmm. and making it into a two-hour movie.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty simple story. Right. There's not much to it.
1: And um, you know that like, so it ends up being like, oh, that that's that's it okay
0: <laughs> um
1: and you know brian singer is a, a capable director and he does the as well as he can but there's just not enough meat there
0: sure i can totally see that
1: but the effects are very good you can you can see where they're 200 million dollars oh
0: man 200 million <laughs> i mean and that i mean it can't have made Hardly anything.
1: No, no. I think I read the other day on the Hollywood Reporter that they'll have to take a write down of $150 million.
0: Ooh!
1: Ouch! (laughs) Um, and there's something else new on here. I know there is. God damn it.
0: One thing I will say about Jack the Giant killer, Flair. Jack the Giant. (laughs) I don't know. The the advertising was very odd because it seemed to me that. It was. They were like trying to build up. You know, at first it was kind of. It would. It, the trailers would get a little longer and a little more to them, and uh-huh. then all of a sudden they just stopped. They were just gone. <laughs> it was like, okay, did that? What <laughs> happened there?
1: Well, one thing I th- I think uh, is is an additional uh, negative for the picture is that it never really decides what kind of picture it wants to
0: be. Uh-huh.
1: So. You know, is it a kids' movie or is it kind of a more adult, more violent picture? Mm -hmm. And it straddles that line and kind of end up ends up not pleasing
0: anybody. Right? Yeah, that's a real problem for movies like that. I think. Right. And I kind of I think they probably managed it a little bit better in um, the Oz movie. Maybe it looked like they did. I haven't seen it either. I've
1: heard some astoundingly negative things
0: about it. Really?
1: Yeah. Well. like, one of my friends actually came to me, and, you know, we don't agree on movies at all, so maybe I'll love it, but she's like, okay, so you know how the Royal Tenenbaums used to be the least, my least favorite movie of all time? And she's like, not anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. It was, uh,
1: now it's all the Great and
0: Wow. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um,
1: but anyway, I actually, um... And I'm not going to go into the plot or anything of the movie because it's Jack and Beanstalk. So <laughs> most of you fucking people you should You probably
0: know should know what that is.
1: <laughs> With a few embellishments that aren't important enough to mention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a ho-hum picture.
0: Well, I, I can't recommend it. Can you imagine being pitching that movie? It's Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, okay. Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know, movies out that are there's sort of remakes or, or retellings of these little stories. Uh, so what do you have in mind for a budget? Two hundred million dollars. Hmm. Okay. It's like <laughs> what?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh anyway. But uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I'll, um the other the last picture I wanted to talk about is everything or nothing.
0: Well, which is it? it's both oh okay um
1: everything or nothing is a documentary that just recently came out a a month or two ago on um for uh, netflix instant view so i think it it like made its premiere there i've never really seen it anywhere before yeah I, i
0: can't remember
1: um and it's a documentary about the james bond film franchise
0: cool
1: and essentially they get Everybody connected with that fucking film series, except for Sean. <laughs>
0: this
1: <laughs> is his he's, he's just a little bitch.
0: Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> it's like what he's most famous for, really. Pretty much. Arguably.
1: Yeah. Well, it's certainly what
0: started career. Yeah, and it's like, then he's just, fuck that. I don't need that James <laughs> well, Bond bullshit anymore. As
1: you learned in the picture, I guess he, he really had a bad falling out with... Cubby, broccoli, right. uh-huh. and uh, thought that Cubby was stealing from him. Because okay. I don't know if I mentioned before, but um, Sean Connery is like a total cheapskate. Yeah. He audits his movies to make sure that nobody's taking a dime from
0: him. Yeah, I think you may have actually mentioned that before on the uh. podcast. I, I know that we've <laughs> talked about it, mean you, yeah. but I think you may have mentioned that on the podcast too.
1: But yeah, so um, anyway, it's, it's actually like... I I love James Bond, so it, it's going to work for me. But I think even if you're you're not as so familiar with the James Bond franchise, this would be a good documentary to watch anyway.
0: It sounds interesting to me. I, I mean,
1: it's very it's a showbiz documentary, and literally it brought a tear to my eye.
0: Wow! <laughs> is it because it was so funny to hear a guy is actually named Cubby Broccoli? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um. No, there's just a very affecting moment that apparently right before he died, uh, Cubby Broccoli and Sean Connery made up, like literally within a day or two of that.
0: Wow. Yeah. So that was like his last thing. And then he's like, okay, now I'm done. See you later. Pretty much. Bye.
1: But they get uh, they get everybody else lazily looks like a million years old.
0: <laughs> See, I got to watch it just <laughs> for that.
1: And you know, Roger Moore's got glasses that are
0: thicker than the rest of his head. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he has little legs. He puts on the table to keep him up.
1: Pretty much, he he looks like um, Bobby De Niro at the end of Casino. Right.
0: Yeah. I think I made that joke at one point at the Oscars or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: But um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a very good thing, and it's it, it's like a total from beginning to end history of that franchise.
0: That would be really interesting to me. I I, I think yeah. I'll. Watch bringing what I'm getting out of this podcast is the two things I got to watch here that in the brick movie yeah so yeah I definitely would want to see that Um because you know I've seen all the James Bond I like James Bond uh-huh. you know I may not be quite as big a James Bond fan as you are but I definitely really like James Bond I mean I'm a fan yeah. of the movies you know
1: and I think I figure out why I don't I figured out why I don't like Daniel Craig in the role
0: from watching this I was like
1: oh you know that's right and that's why I don't. Really? Yeah.
0: Is it something that you would like to reveal on the podcast? Or well, sure. I, I think it's just, they,
1: they kind of admit that after, after 9-11, they thought, well, we we can't just make this goofy stuff anymore. We've got to kind of update um, the character uh, into our modern times and how we're thinking. Okay. So Daniel Clegg is a reflection of a post-9-11 James Bond. More aggressive, more, you know, yeah. blah, 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 less irony, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and to me, I'm just like, well, that's the that's reason James I Bond. like James Bond
0: is because it it's a fantasy. Right, it's over the top and it's, I I, yeah.
1: get, a, I get enough of the post-9-11 world and my news. Being in the
0: post-9-11 world, right. yeah.
1: I, I, I want the entertainment to be a scheme.
0: Sure. Yeah, and that's definitely the drawback to do to going with that particular line of thinking. You go, Well, we want it to be relevant and we want it to and and there's definitely something to be said for that. Well,
1: it's certainly working with audiences. I mean this last one was the biggest James Bond film
0: ever. Right. And you know, but then you also at the same time it Right. Well but (laughs) at the same time you do lose that. You do lose the the real you know, there's no laser beams on the moon anymore. And it's like (laughs) It's like laser beams on their freaking head <laughs> sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads but yeah that's the thing is that there's none of that anymore which is kind of too bad but in a way I think that at the same time if that did come if they did make that and it came out you being a sophisticated enough movie viewer unless you feel like if it, unless it was real self-aware that you would go, oh, come on. Would you... If, if it was I, I a James don't... Bond movie, like they used to make James Bond movies, uh-huh. that weren't the self-aware sort of like nudging you going, hey, look at this kind of thing, where they played it straight, more or less, uh-huh. would that... Would you still want to see that?
1: Maybe I'm not understanding what you're asking.
0: Okay. For example, if... <clears throat> if... Uh, We'll take the sort of the, the the Roger Moore section of the James Bond. Sure. Okay. Some of those were pretty goofy.
1: Some of those are, those number amongst the worst. Yes. Okay. A couple of them.
0: Okay. But you still enjoy them and you say you want them to be escapist and whatever. If right. If something like Moonraker came out
1: mm-hmm.
0: now that wasn't being somewhat ironical. Yeah. Would you say, oh man, what was that? Or would you go, oh, it's James Bond. He's back. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, there is something to say for it. There has been kind of a natural progression to the character, um, with the uh, the exception of Dalton, who, and I think they're right. They say it in the picture. There are a lot of, like, revelations for me in this picture. <laughs> yeah, Because they're like, Timothy Dalton was just ahead of his time. He was doing the Daniel Craig thing 20 years too early.
0: Sure. I can see that, for sure.
1: Um, And, uh, but, uh. But outside of that, there's it's all kind of a natural progression, mostly in size. But but I think even I don't know, the the Roger Moore's got too goofy. I think the 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 Brosnan ones and the Connery ones are the ones that get the balance the most right. I think you're where, right about that. Where there where there's action and it gets serious and then it has its lighthearted moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like, uh, the world is not enough. You can tell that James Bond's really pissed at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's played straight, but it's also this totally over the top weird, you know, yeah. James Bond universe.
0: Yeah, I see what where you're saying.
1: people fly around with giant buzzsaws on the bottom of their helicopters and, you know, try to blow up nuclear submarines and yada yada yada.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't, I... <sighs> I do get that. So I'm I guess maybe my question was a little bit not the right way to phrase it when I said that like say Moonraker came out or something like that. Because they wouldn't do that again because nobody nobody would buy it, no matter how big of right. a James Bond fan you were. It was and those, even at the those time, Roger
1: Moore movies were creatures of their time.
0: Right. And even at the time I think people probably kinda went,
1: Really? Yeah. You know Octopussy.
0: Right. So yeah, I mean I see <laughs> what you're saying. And but I do also think that um I think that the the Daniel Craig Bonds have gotten a little too much of the. It's just too everything's too serious. Yeah, you know, every, you know there's no lightheartedness in them, and that's uh, it's too bad because that's a that was a part that was a big part of Daniel. You
1: know, so and I think he's done a lot, or at least that this part of the series has done a lot to delete that kind of over the toughness. You know. I mean yeah. Quantum of Solace had some of it, but that's not a very good movie. But like the the end where they're totally just blowing up this giant hotel, that's a little bit over the top, but it's not as over the top as some of the older stuff.
0: Sure. Well and the Pierce Brosnan ones, I think you're right, had a real good balance of that. Um, you know, because it was it was really over it was huge. It was like you know, but it was still to the point it wasn't to the point where somebody was trying to blow up the moon or something, right. you know. So, yeah, I think you're right about that. But I overall, I would say I would really like to see this movie. And, in fact, I hadn't even heard of it until you mentioned it uh-huh. tonight. So see it,
1: see it, man. It's good. Everything or nothing.
0: Cool. I will see it. Um, and then I'll probably comment on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then I think you wanted to discuss a few trailers.
0: Yes, sir. because we're coming toward the end of the shoe, yeah. And then, you know, that's where the trailers belong. Indeed. That's why they're called trailers, people. We've made this clear before, but just to reinforce. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, let's see. Just the ones, okay, we'll go from the ones that we watched tonight, and we'll go a little bit backwards, because those are most fresh in my mind. Okay. Um, we watched the new World War Z trailer yes much improved definitely um <laughs> much better trailer than the first one the first one was just kind of huh? off
1: it was off putting
0: yeah it was, and you kind of went huh and then you went that, that looks weird like I what mean, are they doing
1: <laughs> i guess he's coming back right <laughs>
0: he only said it seven times <laughs> but and then like i i noticed in the first trailer that the 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 scene where the zombies were all up against the wall uh-huh It looked like they it was supposed to be like they modeled the way that that was set up after like water splashing up against the wall.
1: Actually, it was the cover story on uh, Entertainment Weekly this week. Um, They have modeled the zombies in the movie after animals, so like that's supposed to be ants. Okay, and like when they're moving in a swarm, they 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 change like fish in the
0: sea. Okay.
1: They just move around, or birds in the air, like right. a flock of birds.
0: And well, okay, I guess I can see that. But anyway, it's a, kind of an odd way to go. But yeah, um, the yeah the trailer this this trailer actually looked made me want to see it more than the first one for sure. I kind of went, oh okay, yeah, you know that that I can kind of see that. Like they never really explained who Brad Pitt is because in the first one it looked more like he was just some sort of regular dude that was just trying to get his family out. <laughs> but this one, it's like. Always oh, like this green beret or something.
1: Well, no, I mean, he's in the his character's in the book, but his character in the book is just a cipher that works for the UN. So they had to kind of flesh out that character.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I read the book and the book I really liked the book. You know what you the comment you made was well everybody liked the book. You know, yeah, and so it's like fair enough. I mean, and, but it I, you can't really make that into a movie the way the book is. No, of course not,
1: because I mean that's the problem they had with. Uh, What was that old with Ridley? Ridley Scott was going to make with Robert Duvall, or not? I am Legend. (sighs) Never mind. Uh, (laughs) It was competing with Outbreak. Uh, It was a disease picture, and uh, anyway, but anyway, there was no central characters. You kind of have to create this thing. It doesn't necessarily work, right? And that's that's where I get nervous about this picture. Is that they kind of have to invent a story. Right and characters because they're the the book it hops here and there with well they're
0: they're just little mini stories
1: right
0: yeah and and you can't do that in a movie you could but it would be really hard to do
1: yeah well it wouldn't make a hell of a lot of sense
0: there's a I can see that there would be a way to do it yeah it would just be re, it would be really hard to pull it off mm-hmm. to do it right but we'll see I mean I'll see this. I'll see World I'll War Z. See, I'll
1: I, see the movie. I, I'm
0: I'm game. I'm just worried.
1: Yeah, and especially you know, you know months of reshoots, like totally rewriting, reshooting the ending. It yeah. doesn't. It, the the news isn't sounding good.
0: Right, right. You never. That's never a big, huge vote of confidence. Yeah. It, when you hear, oh, they're you know,
1: <laughs> and I will say um, one thing I do notice from the tra- these both of these trailers is that a few times Brad put. Blah, 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 blah. Brad Pitt looks less than interested.
0: Yeah, true. He he looks a little bored in some of it. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: he's just kind of throwing it. Like I'll, I'll come back. for <laughs> You know, like <laughs> handsome smile.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to leave my family, but gotta go. That, that was one thing that struck me. That was like <clears throat> the least a compassionate line ever. I really I don't want to leave my family, but I gotta go. It's yeah. like what. <laughs> Okay, thanks for breaking it softly there.
1: <laughs> but no, I'm game. I, you know, <coughs> I'm still interested in the picture. I, the sure. marketing has been flawed,
0: <laughs> to say the least. Okay, so moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched the trade the trailer for the Wolverine. Yes.
1: And while I admit I'm interested, <coughs> in, um, in the picture, it certainly looks a hell of a lot better than the first one. But it doesn't look very grand. Like, right. it, it looks like. <coughs> Like a late 90s Japanese thriller that happens to have an X-Men in it.
0: Sure. That's, yeah, that's a very good description, I think. Um, I will say that I'm really not very interested to see it. Yeah. Um, And I mentioned it to you when we watched it. Partially, because for me, it just doesn't, there's nothing in it that really grabs me, for one. Right. And for another thing, and this is just a personal thing for me, Uh I do not like that storyline that's been used over and over and over again of i have something that nobody else has that's great that i can use for all these various things whatever it is superpowers money fame whatever and i don't want it anymore yeah i don't like that storyline because while i can see how that could be a story that you know might happen in a way like oh man it's a Blessing and a curse, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. I just don't like that storyline. To me, I just go, you yeah. know, it's, it, shut up, <laughs> you know? Well,
1: it's funny, I <laughs> I, I, um, I don't have any of those things, but I know this Embodio has that, like, if it's, if there's, if it's a movie where at some point um, the wrong guy gets accused for the c- crime, he's like, done, out.
0: <laughs> yeah?
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: Well, <laughs> okay. Tapped out on of this one. Yep, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you just
1: cannot stand that plot. Line.
0: Uh, see, there's there and I'm sure that if you thought about it, you could come up with a plot line that you can't stand too. But but that that that's one for me. That, that I have this gift that I don't want anymore. But then at the end, he realizes that he needs it or wants right. it again. Uh-huh. Come on. It's only been done about 7 million times. It's so annoying. <laughs> so I will say that I'm really not I probably wouldn't go see this in a the theater unless it was sort of like, hey, we're all going to the movies and that's what the only thing that's there, you know. But even then, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. wee,
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, the marketing for those pictures seems flawed, like it's just not conveying enough interest,
0: yeah. Well, and you know, Hugh Jackman's giving it the old college try, I'm sure, as he's game four. He does, he you get one thing you cannot accuse Hugh Jackman of is not. Putting his back into it when he right. gets into a movie, uh-huh. so and I like him for that. Uh-huh. You know, you don't, you wouldn't say, "Oh, Hugh Jackman looks really bored in this movie," because he <laughs> never does. You know, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm fairly turned off above by the Wolverine. Fair
1: enough,
0: sir. Um, so yeah. Um, and then okay, what else did we watch? One another one tonight, or was those? The
1: yeah, two? we watched the White House Down oh, teaser.
0: White House Down. Yes. Which is the companion movie to Olympus o- Has Fallen? Olympus Has Fallen, which is, in case you don't know out <laughs> there, is it's the terrorists or somebody or whoever in the in Olympus Has Fallen they t- they, they take over the White House. Right. In in uh, White House Down, they blow up the White House. Right.
1: Seemingly in the Capitol, and every, they blow up a bunch Air of Force stuff. One, yeah,
0: yeah. They, it's and it's a Roland Emmerich movie, so yeah, of course it's
1: going to be big.
0: So you know the trailer just shows you know the big giant explosion in the White House Capitol building shows a, a missile hitting the wing of Air Force One and the wing coming off and and um, it, then it just has a bunch of sort of you know trailery random action scenes with Channing Tatum right right and Jamie Foxx. now okay <laughs> I don't think this is really a spoiler alert but if I might be so you know semi spoiler something oh. the. We were watching. I'm telling this as the story to the audience here because you were there, so you know the story. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, I know because I was there. Um, We were watching this trailer, and Phil mentions he he says, "Weird casting choice," and I said, "What do you mean?" And this was about halfway through the trailer, and I go, "What do you mean?" Um, And he goes, "You'll see." So watching the you know watching the trailer, and it looked to be like a fairly standard. Action movie where the two guys find each other and they got to help each other stay alive and blah blah blah. And I'm going, trailer's over. And I go, and because it was Jamie Foxx and uh and Channing Tatum, and Jamie Foxx to me looked like he, I just took his character, they don't explain who he is, right? But I took his character to be like, because Channing Tatum's this Marine or something and he's shooting everybody with his guns and he's got his biceps out, yeah, you know, wearing a wife beater, right? And then, um. Then uh, Jamie Foxx, he's in a suit, he's got glasses on and stuff, and he's looking kind of confused the whole time. And, and um, I'm thinking, okay, he's like this. It's going to be one of these sort of oddball buddy type things where uh-huh. he's the CIA analyst and he's with Channing Tatum who's blown away the bad guys. Right. But then at the end, I go, okay, so what's the weird casting choice? I'm expecting somebody to pop out and go like, you know, it'd be like Rip Taylor or something. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, what was the weird casting choice? You said Jamie Foxx. I said, yeah. Because he yeah, he's the president. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I seriously did not. That was not, I. I went no. a puzzle no. But yeah, I guess Jamie Foxx plays the president. What? Little on the nose there, Roland. Indeed.
1: And like I told you before, he's known for his subtle.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: He's a very subtle director.
0: <laughs> yeah, with uh, Mayor Ebert. Yes. Oh, Lord.
1: Um, so, was there anything past that that you wanted to discuss?
0: Um, well, just in my opinion of the White House down. I mean, it looks like a Roland Emmerich movie, but Roland Emmerich movies can be fun if they're not they just total shit. If they're like, not
1: 10,000 B.C.
0: Right, I was just going to say, <laughs> if they're not 10,000 B.C. Um, that's funny because you took that line right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'll see it. it yeah, yeah. Like I said, Roland Emmerich movies are fun.
1: Yep, they for, can.
0: They can be. Um, me and, it's funny. Me and somebody were just, for some reason, but we're talking about Roland Emmerich movies the other day, and, we were, and I realized, and it's the weirdest thing that that came up, because I don't know how it did, but um, I realized that it, since there's some distance between the times I've seen them,
1: uh-huh.
0: or since I've seen them, I, I actually, if I don't really kind of think about it at least a little bit, I get uh, Day After Tomorrow and... Uh, 2012 confused sometimes. <laughs> like, I'll go, I'll go, oh yeah, that scene in, 20- wait, no, that was Day After Tomorrow. It's weird. It's like, I get them, they like kind of intertwine yep, in my mind. I know what you mean. <laughs> but, I mean, that doesn't happen with Independence Day or something, obviously. But those two movies, like, they kind of mash together. I
1: guess, finally, they are actually getting Independence Day 2 and 3 off the ground. Really? It will be made at the same time.
0: Really? Thanks. With Roland? Yes. Yes. Awesome. And like Will Smith's son
1: is the main character. Oh for or fuck's some sake. Such.
0: His actual son. No or? no. Oh. The, his
1: son for you know, like the, the character in the movie will now be the main character.
0: Oh gotcha. The kid with the fireworks? Yes. How funny. Okay. <laughs> That's just I don't know. Like <laughs> the
1: dude with the fireworks. Like back that, back, dude. that kid that was blasting aliens, pew pew.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, well. Whatever. I mean he's grown up by now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was, uh? let's see, we watched... Did you want to talk about Pain und Gain? Yeah, Pain und Gain. Um, This being the new uh, Michael Bay Yes. opus, which Michael I will... Michael Bay
1: s- uh, made a statement in which, I, you know, I've made Transformers too many, i got to go make another small picture. And so this is his small
0: picture. Well, it looks definitely a lot smaller than his sure. movies up until now. Well, and except for...
1: Bad boys.
0: Right, I'm sa- I was just gonna say it's almost like going back to like bad boys, you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vein that it's in. And it doesn't really look like a Michael Bay movie the way it's shot.
1: I thought it did.
0: I thought some of it did, but I thought overall it didn't it didn't resemble it, his other me, movies it, as much. It looked like the
1: style Michael Bay became known for. You know what I mean? Back with the rock. Back oh. with bad boys. At the beginning of his career, it was the it looked like the style he had then, rather than the style he had with.
0: Yeah, that, maybe the that's what I'm talking about. Maybe it's It doesn't look like the more recent, you know. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I think it actually. Um, I think that uh, one thing that I will say for Michael Bay, based on this trailer, if, if that, uh, nah, I'm having a stroke. Um, <laughs> Should I call 911? <laughs> Should I call Halle Berry? <laughs> <laughs> call Halle Berry. <laughs> um <laughs> she can give me mouth to the
1: mouth. oh um, <laughs> so,
0: um I think that he was smart in his casting in this movie yeah because um you know the plot of the movie just basically is that there's these guys these are personal trainers and they're real super dedicated muscle heads you know uh-huh. and that, that's all they do is they work out and you know it's like they're, they're they're all they talk about is how many reps did you do man or whatever uh-huh. and um he was good with his casting because he cast guys. This is sort of like a, a comedy action. Right. And um, uh, he cast Mark Wahlberg, uh-huh. who is good in those type of roles. Because uh-huh. he's fairly he has a fairly good comedic sense. Sure. But he's also an action-y guy. Uh-huh. And, he's, and he, he obviously worked out a lot for this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's back in Marky Mock Mark form. Man, he's, he's big. And then The Rock. Uh-huh. Who also has a very good comic t- sense, I b- I think. I, and, I agree. And good lord, is he jacked in this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Uh-huh. Holy crap, I saw him and I went, oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, he's it's like, almost like cartoonish. He's en- enormous. He like towers over
0: Walder. And he's just like, he's as big around as your car. You know, yep. oh my god, he's jacked. But anyway, like... And it looks, actually, the plot is is basically like they, they hatched this plan because they're bored being personal trainers. They're going to rob, it's like a mob guy or a business some, guy. Some business guy yeah. who has bad connections. I guess
1: it is a true story. Okay, well,
0: fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and you know, it looks actually, I'm actually interested to see it.
1: Yeah, and I am too. You know, I don't often see that about Michael Bay movies. I'm interested to see it.
0: Yeah. Who's the third guy? Isn't there a third guy? Black
1: guy. Uh I've seen him in other pictures. He's not well known.
0: He's not like a rapper or something, though. I don't think so. Okay, because he Mike Michael Bay tends to kind of do that sometimes, so it's cast like, you know, yeah. Nelly or something. <laughs> <laughs> Reaching back. Yeah, yeah. Nelly was in uh fucking uh, longest yard. Right. It's hot and though. <laughs> it's hot in her. Um, (laughs) it's hot in general. Um, So yeah. Anyway, I'm interested to see that actually, and then um, there's something else. I was uh, uh, uh. (laughs) there's that stroke again. Um,
1: (laughs) Indeed, sir. I
0: can't. Oh Christ! No, I can't remember. Was there anything else that you had seen that you were?
1: Um, not the knife.
0: Oh, I will the trailer for The Conjuring.
1: Scary as fuck like just the trailer and i'm like i don't know if i can watch that <laughs> and i actually read the other day that the producer came out and said yeah the MPAA gave us an r rating and they said um there's not really anything you can take out that it, that will give you pd 13 <laughs> it's just too scary
0: nice <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> cool i'll have to watch the trailer Indeed. i haven't seen that trailer Oh, speaking of horror movie trailers, have you seen the... I've only seen the commercial. I haven't actually seen the trailer trailer for um, Evil Dead. Yes. Have you seen the trailer yes. or just the commercial?
1: I've seen the Red Band.
0: Okay. I have mixed feelings because, for one, the commercial is just this generic woods. Everybody's scared. We're going to die. Yeah. And I'm going, why even call it Evil Dead? Because you just make that movie and just call it whatever you want. But I'm sure that it's actually based on Evil Dead more than that. The yes. Commercial doesn't make it appear so. Right. Now if you um, watch
1: the, if you watch the trailer you can definitely see
0: it Okay. So what are your feelings about the re- remaking of Evil Dead?
1: It wasn't ne- those were never my favorite movies in the first place so I am less than zero interested in this picture. I'm negative interested in it.
0: Okay, I get Yeah, I mean I'm just <laughs> I guess my question was more aimed at like it's Are you one of these people that is like, "Oh my God, Evil Dead! It's sacred ground." Blah blah blah. I mean, considering you didn't really think it was the greatest movie. No, to start I,
1: with. I have no, I have no feelings about that. And I think Sam Raimi uh, is apparently happy with the picture. Um, so I'm, I, I, It's not a big deal to me. I know it is for some people because though that series, for some reason, has an enormous cult following. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, from my understanding, it takes the premise of the first one and does it straight rather than
0: goofy. Okay, yeah, and, and I I was never. I mean, I liked Evil Dead well enough, uh-huh. but it was never. I was never one of these rabid like you know. It's the best movie. The, the best series ever made, kind of thing. I mean, right. Army of Darkness was, was goofy and pretty funny, but um, you know, it was never like. For some reason, people are just rabid over those, uh-huh. and so. But that was never me. So, I, I'm kind of in the same camp as you. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. I mean, I'll probably end up seeing it. I probably won't necessarily go to it in the theater or something. But, I'm not going to see it. The but, um, you know, I'll probably end up seeing it. And, whatever. If it's good, it's good. I'm, uh, we shall see, sir. That's like when they remade Friday the 13th. I was like, ugh. I mean, that was sort of like... That was a terrible Well, was Friday the 13th, well, no, the original one, very good? Well, at least... It was- more <clears>
1: interesting, <throat> um, but it was a knockoff of a better picture. Thank you, but no, actually, the the worst of those re, of those remakes, they were all Michael Bay remakes. Um, was the Friday the Thirteenth? Not Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street. That was embarrassing.
0: <clears to> that. <throat> that was pretty bad. It, it was <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre was okay, but and I knew we, that. it was awful. okay.
1: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> but we went into this. I think we discussed this at length at some point. Yeah, but my point at the time and even still was, was that Texas Chainsaw Massacre you couldn't remake that movie and come out with the same thing. It was just so weird and like you had to be in that certain time, that certain place, to certain people to make that movie. Yep. So
1: well, you, you can't, were never
0: going to get that alchemy
1: again. No, so.
0: never. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, that
1: certain brand of crazy that, sure. that movie
0: has. Oh, it was nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was pretty bad. Yeah. Even though I do I will say that um The guy that played Freddy in the new one, Jackie or O'Leary, he—I thought he was a pretty good choice as Freddy. But even if he's the perfect choice for Freddy as a remake, you put him in a bad movie, it's still a bad movie. Exactly. Doesn't matter how good he Uh is at it. So (laughs) anyway, so yeah, um, and then I think. That's, I think that's it for trailers that I can just pull out of, off top of my head. So. Okay. And plus, we're at an hour and a half. We're yeah. testing the audience's patience here. Indeed, sir. Okay, well, uh, so, so
1: where can they find us, sir?
0: They can find us on iTunes. They can find us or they can email us at canyoufbi at gmail.com.
1: Ooh, canyoufbi
0: at gmail.com. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> you can find our failed attempt at live tweeting at <laughs> on, <laughs> on Twitter. Oh. As our last post, I think, on Twitter. Um, but that on Twitter is at CanUFBI. <clears throat> and um, I believe that's it for now.
1: All right. If,
0: unless they invent some new social media and we'll be all over it. Okay. <laughs> Signed up for an account, not using it. Exactly. Oh, and our Facebook page. Our Facebook page. It's actually can you Fucking believe It? It's yeah. not CanUFBI. But yeah, put a comment on our Facebook page. You don't even have to email us. Just look. Just go in there and type it, and it's there. No like feeling. us on Facebook. Like us. Review us on iTunes, people. Exactly.
1: Tell us you love us, even if you
0: don't. <laughs> we are looking to, at some point in the future, become hedonism bot <laughs> because we are loved so dearly. Ah! Okay. You no know hedonism bot. Come on. I don't. From Futurama, the one that's shaped like a couch. He just lays there, and he just gets... Great. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So, anyway, uh, I believe that's it. If Phil can get it together, he'll take us out. Can, can you-,
1: you fucking